Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Did you miss a word in there or was that... He's Garrett Price. <laughs> yeah, I am. I blanked out there for a second, man. You know what this guy's talking about? I was so, I was so, I don't know if it gets out to the video or not, but I did the Wayne's World countdown yeah. with the, the silent three, two, one. You crushed it, by the way. I know. Thank you. I haven't seen Wayne's World in a long time. I know. It popped up on my something like Hulu or something I was going through, and I was like, ooh, Wayne's World. I'm going to I'm gonna have to so dive into that one. I'd yeah. probably favor that on my list just to come back to it one time when I'm bored. Exactly. I've been finding more, like, I don't watch TV shows, really. Um, and uh, I just don't have, like, enough time, but I always try to find a movie. And, like, lately, I feel like there's no good movies coming out. I'm finding myself going back, watching some old movies. I used to, like, and, and this week, I actually watched, uh, it's weird, I watched two old westerns. I watched, good really? I watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and High Plains Drifter, two Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. I went one from the other, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, still liked them, too. There's, they still held up pretty oh. good. It is, it is fun when an old movie holds up because there's nothing worse than remembering. Oh. Like, I loved that movie. Then you watch it again. You're like, this is trash. This, this is not good anymore. That belonged with 14-year-old me, and that's it. <laughs> I feel things. like comedies. Like, there's like there's an old movie that I, used to, I, I still... If you ask me, like, name me, give me an underrated comedy that's really funny. Ooh, I, I got one. I'll tell you, Out Cold came out in like 98. Mm-hmm. Just no more to it. <laughs> Go to the bathroom in a cup. Dude, <laughs> what? <laughs> they zoomed in on the probably, cup. <laughs> probably the last time I cried in a movie theater from laughter was that scene. And that was like 1998. Cried. Uh, cried in the movie theater right, laughing. I have to watch it. You've never was, seen it? It was seen it. somebody forcing take a drug test. somebody else to take a drug test. He's like, he's like, what do you do with this? He's like, you go to the bathroom in it, dude. He's like, oh, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Well, Matt said, Matt said more of it, so I, I'm getting the picture yeah. of where this yeah. is going. Cry, cry. What, would, what would be your underrated comedy, Matt? I don't do things like that off the top <laughs> I of my don't head. Like to, <laughs> this, is, this is no. Did I ever tell prepared. you about the time I invented snowboarding? <laughs> <laughs> for me, it would be Dinner for Schmucks. Dinner for Schmucks. Have you seen I've Dinner for Schmucks? I've seen that, but I can't remember. Dinero? No, uh, it's Steve Carell, Zach Galifianakis, and Paul Rudd. Zach Galifianakis is in... Out cold. Out cold, yeah. And I think that might have been his first movie Dude, that I can remember. Between Two Ferns is so good. Oh, it, is. it is fantastic. <laughs> the so one with Hillary Clinton's probably my favorite. She did that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have to, I have to go oh, look Oh, yeah, that. you need to watch it. It's great. <laughs> Every single one. And he doesn't hold. He doesn't pull any punches either. No. No. <laughs> no. He doesn't. It's scripted. but it's, For sure. It's, but it's, it's still hilarious. hilarious. Well, you can watch some of the bloopers, too. It's just when he, can't, when he cracks himself up. It's just, yeah, <laughs> deliberately yeah. mean. Have you ever seen it? I've seen the show, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. But Dinner for Schmucks is, is fantastic. It's basically a movie about all these, like, high, important business people invite losers they meet to have a dinner with them to make fun of them, basically. And everything gets flipped on its head, and it's hysterical. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, Steve Carell's the main character, and he's fantastic in it. I'm a it, it was, it And it's funny because it was in, like, his peak popularity, Paul Rudd. But for whatever reason, this one, like, flew way under the radar. I went to the theater multiple times. Now, to be fair, it was the Dollar Theater in Canton at the time. But I went, like, three times to go see it. It was <laughs> I've great. definitely heard of it. I don't still, I don't think yeah, It I, came out 09, 2010, uh, something like that. I'm pretty sure I saw it then, yeah. like, way back then. Yeah. 
Love it. Yep. Still to this day. Love yeah. It. Tweet at me at Dynasty Rich if you have an underrated comedy. Because I, I always like to find, you know, Hidden it's gems. so subjective. It My is. favorite comedy of all time, I've said this on my podcast forever, is Small Rats. Small Rats. Yep. Yeah. Mm. All those old Kevin Smith movies are my favorite of all time. It's like def- made me the man I am today. <laughs> it's true. Brody from Mall Rats is like my like father figure. <laughs> so when what a fine father figure he was. But anyways, we're t- today we're talking quarterbacks and running backs that we think are cells. We and we Dynasty. just lost fifty percent of our audience. Uh, you'll see some comments sometimes like, dude, sometimes you got to fast forward through that show for like eight sometimes minutes to get into small talk. But that's what we do. But then other people are like, that's my favorite part. Lots of people say that's their favorite part. That's why we've always talked about like doing a show that's not Dynasty. We're just talking nonsense. Smack. Yeah. Which is mostly this show. Football. Just with didn't football the, didn't the fancy footballers do that? They have the spitballers. Is that what they, they which, do? Which like is kind of, kind of like that. It's more of like a comedy show, but, oh, but it's kind of like that. What's funny. Us and the footballers started doing our podcast at the same time. And I wish they were as successful as we are. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel bad for them. It's so embarrassing. Did you say, <laughs> you say, that, was, good did you say that was funny? <laughs> Those are such good dudes. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk Dynasty on our show. Hey, Dynasty nerds! It's time to take your Dynasty game to the next level with FFPC's Dynasty Startup Leagues. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, FFPC has a league for you with entry fees ranging from $100 up to $5,000. Choose from a variety of formats, including Superflex. Best Ball Superflex, Triflex, 1QB, and Standard. With weekly lineups, waivers, trades, head-to-head matchups, and playoffs, FFPC's fully managed leagues provide the ultimate dynasty experience. Most importantly, the leagues are here to stay. FFPC has never had a dynasty league fold. They manage the entire commissioner experience from buy-in management to fulfilling your orphans. FFPC is perfect place to expand your dynasty league portfolio. And here's the best part. As dynasty nerds listener you can get $25 off any entry fee as a new member when you use the promo code nerds head over to myffpc.com now to draft your team manage your roster and dominate your league with ffpc that's myffpc.com promo code nerds for $25 off any entry fee for new members ffpc where dynasty dreams become a reality the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There we Um, go. So I'm gonna kick it off here with one of my cells, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, prelude this by saying both my guys are cells, not because I don't think like they belong on a roster. It's just I'm looking to upgrade. I think it's a good time to move let me, let me upgrade. Up on the player and get a little bit more certainty, and I'll explain why uh, on each guy. So my number one guy here is Rashad White, and so me. I always like, these are always my favorite cells. These running backs that come out and produce and give you really good years because you mentioned Najee on the last show, like, oh, he'll probably never be running back three again. That can go for most running backs. You know, we did a show a couple of years ago on it and we're probably, we should definitely do one again this summer uh, and rehash that with uh, yep. new data. 
And the odds of you, if you're a running back one once, the odds of you being a running back one again, your entire career, are like 18%, somewhere around there, I think it was. or I think it was slightly higher. I think that one might have been 20 Seven or something, twenty five percent. Twenty five. Getting to back to being being it like one other time. A running back one twice in your life, right. and then if it's yeah, and then it's like running back one then after three that, times. It's like, it gets down to the teens. Yeah. Running back fours in the tens, like yeah. under ten percent. So it's real hard to be a you know whether it be injuries, young guys coming up. It's real hard to reproduce. So when you get a guy like Rashad White who comes out and produces at a high end, you have to look at an opportunity to possibly sell because these are such short windows. The running back window, unless you're an elite tier running back, right? The the McCaffreys, the Kamaras, guys that are going to produce year in, the Joe Mixons. Well, and a lot of our metrics are showing that he's not necessarily as elite as his numbers oh, would suggest. I have a lot of numbers here now to start talking about. So, Go ahead. Rashad White, weeks 1 through 15, finishes running back 1, uh, running back 6 overall in PPR leagues, averaging 15.9 points per game. Not he's only bad. 25 years old. Yep. Uh, as two more years on his deal. That's Pretty relatively good deal, like $1.3 million a year. White was second in the league in attempts, 272. So my main point here that I'm going to really go on is, like Rashad White was just the benefit of being a bell cow running back. The only – the number two running back in that team – Barely, they got three or four carries was the most carries a second running back on the team. The only time people got more than four carries the whole year was week three, and that was in a blowout win over Jacksonville. Uh, Chase Edmonds had 10. Week five, Chase Edmonds had eight carries. Week 13 versus the Lions, Keyshawn Vaughn had six. Week 14, he had Keyshawn Vaughn had nine. And week 17, Sean Tucker had eight carries. Besides that, nobody had more than four carries on that team besides Rashad White got all those carries. But despite those 272 attempts, he was only 24th in yards with 990 and 19th in touchdowns with six because on the ground, Rashad White is not good. He is not efficient. And that is despite seeing the most light boxes in the NFL this year. He averaged 3.6 yards per attempt. Gross. He's just not efficient. And he wasn't last year as a rookie either. Now, where does... Rashad White strive, and this is something that usually carries over, is his pass catching ability. He saw 70 targets at 64 receptions for a 91.4% catch rate, best in the NFL amongst running backs, for 549 yards, three touchdowns. His 44 receptions were fourth most amongst all running backs, and he was third in yards with a 12.7% target share, and he had four drops. So, He's very, very viable in the passing game, and he does a very good job there. He's not an efficient running back whatsoever, and I really do think the Bucks can find somebody in the draft or bring somebody in to kind of upgrade there and kind of take away some of those yards. Now, if they do that, he will still be viable maybe as like a running back two or so um, because of his pass-catching ability alone, but they have to realize they need to do better at the running back between the tackles. Getting out there, definitely – for how many light boxes he saw out there. And with me, you know, with a guy like Rashad White, I think this is a, a really good opportunity because of his finish, because of his age, with his contract, you can flip him, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a trade in a, uh, the, some trades I saw in the Trade Finder were uh, Superflex tight end premium, Najee Harris and 24 first for uh, Rashad White. I would do that in a heartbeat. Because like you mentioned last show, Rashad as Najee Harris is a, a buy. 
I don't think the difference between the two on a points per game basis in 24 would be too drastic because mm-hmm. Rashad White screams regression. Regression. <clears throat> I get a regression here for me. Um, I saw in a PPR league, Rashad White, Luke Musgrave, and Justin Herbert for Trey McBride, Josh Allen, and Damian Pierce. Uh, Superflex tight end pre- premium, I saw Zamir White, Kyron Williams, uh, Spiller, and Dotson for A-Chain Spears and A.J. Dillon and Pat Fryermuth. So these are kind of trades going around. I'm looking at, like, for me personally, trades I'm trying to make is, can I give up Rashad White in my second for Kyron Williams? Uh, can I give up Rashad White in my second for Devon Achan? And even if these are higher seconds. Can I give up Rashad White for Saquon Barkley straight up? Can I give up him for Kenneth Walker straight up? Can I get... Can I get Javante Williams in a high second, like 2-1, 2-2 for Rashad White? Like that kind of deal as well? That. I would like that deal as well. You know well. me. So those are, those right there are. Can I get Tajay Spears? Uh, can, I get, can I get Tajay Spears straight up for Rashad White? Straight up. I would do it. Paul probably style. get something on top, the way that he finished. To, so in probably, the startup, they just went back to back. Who the startup first? that I'm in, Spears went, then then White went, but they went back to back. See? So their values, at least in this draft, very yeah. close. Yeah, and, and it probably nerds our listeners too, so that probably helps the cause. So it depends on the league you're in, you might be able to get more on top. But I'd be totally comfortable splitting those guys straight up. So just somebody screams regression to me, screams that um, he's not going to be. And there, listen, there's a chance he could be a running back one maybe next year. I don't. I'm not buying it. Uh, because he's because they're he's, selling. He's gonna be on the roster. <laughs> but now's the time. This is the that. these are the guys after playing dynasty for twenty years. These are the guys that I always see that are the number one sellers. You should get out from them, from under them, and that's Rashad White to yeah. a T. Yeah, I, I think he was the most the 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 front runner. As soon as you put him down, I was like, "Yep, that makes perfect sense." A guy that I would sell absolutely. I don't, I don't have any Rashad White shares to sell, uh, but if I did, I would gladly, gladly share them. I've got one, but it's the last in our standard league, so I can't. Trade. Uh, well, I, I, I no doubt. I feel the exact same way as you do about Rashad White, and and really, you were talking and laying down your points and. A lot of the same things apply actually for the player that I have coming up next. Um, so I have Travis Etienne, who only 24 years old, coming off a running back three season this past year. And a lot of the same things. Light box, he, was, he, had, the, he had the fifth most light boxes in the NFL. And despite that fact, just narrowly crossed the 1,000-yard mark at 1,008. He's also he, – he gets a lot of his value from catching balls. I think he, uh, I think Rashad White had 70 targets, um, uh, but Travis Etienne had like 73. So they're so they're very close in a lot of the same metrics, and and the fact that um, we talk about Rashad White being really inefficient, and it's not really ever brought up about Travis Etienne. Rashad White averages 6.3 or 3.63, a lot different than 6.3, 3.63 yards per carry. Travis Etienne's only 3.77. So it's Ooh. not like he's lighting it up oh, either. Yeah. Um, and, and But for whatever reason, with ETN, it's just not really brought up. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the the big differentiator between the two is the fact that Travis ETN scored 11 touchdowns on the ground and, and yep. one through the air. So he has got this, this boost in value that I think is inflated even more so than a Rashad White and has 
an even greater chance to negatively regress coming up next season. So while I think you can get a, a good return for a guy like Rashad White, I think you can get a great return for a guy like Travis Etienne right now coming off the season he just had. And not only is he due for some regression, he's also a pretty inconsistent back where he's 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 one of these guys that's shooting way up to 20 coming way down to six and 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 it's kind of like yo-yoing week in and week out which for me i mean those are the kind of guys that i i hate having on my team um so travis Etienne, lots of reasons to get rid of him but i think the fact that he is going for such a high cost right now i went into the trade finder and there was a jalen waddle and nico collins for Amari Cooper, ETN in a second. So Wait, say that again? You got Jalen Waddell and Nico Collins, mm-hmm. two guys that you're paying over a first-round sure. draft pick for. Easily. For Amari, ETN in a second. Oh, yeah. I like the receiver so, side of that. So the receiver side of that's the long-term play for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. the other stuff is an older wide receiver, a, a running back who always have short self-life sentence around draft pick. So, I mean, I just think you can go out and do that kind of stuff and, and better your team and kind of get out from underneath a guy that I'm sure the Jaguars are happy with what they got out of him, but they also have to be digging into those numbers a little bit. And they got to be thinking we have, we can do better than 3.7 yards of carry. So the, another boosting factor with him was the fact that he, he had like the sixth highest opportunity share, which is, you know, the percentage of carries and targets from a running back. He had 70, it was 70, almost 76% of the Rashad white one was, was Rashad. White I bet one? Christian McCaffrey is probably one Rashad white was very close. He was 70, 75.3. So we're, I mean, they're almost the same player. They're almost the same player, but you're getting a much better return for a Travis, much better return for Travis just CTN. due to the fact that there's more name value there. He was a higher draft pick and he finished higher this year. But we could see the a very similar drop off in both of these players come next season. I have one share of ETN. And I've desperately tried to trade him all last year because my team's abysmal. And Garrett's in the league with me. I was like, I'm gonna go offer the team that's Tajay Spears straight up for ETN. And I'm the one Spears. And you're like, <laughs> Don't you, you gotta, hate that? You gotta do that. Yeah, you, you get those things in your head, and, you, and then you go find out the owner has the, yeah, the person yeah, yeah. that you're targeting. Like, you're like, I, I talk in this podcast like I have no Justin Jefferson shares, and every time, them all. every time I'm in, like I'm in like five <laughs> leagues with Matt, and every time I'm to go make a trade for Justin Jefferson, and I get to that league with Matt's in, I'm like, oh, it's not even worth it. I don't even send it off. Don't even I'm not even send it off. Don't even. Now, and, and this this episode because of what we talked about. Last episode, this one was tough for me because right now I'm not necessarily actively looking to trade my running backs. That's what I'm saying. That's why mine's an up. Like I'm trying to flip yeah. for an upgrade. Same for ET. I'm just yeah. trying to upgrade and get a guy that I believe in more long term. Exactly. That's so it. I just kind of wanted to put that out there. I don't want it to sound like we're talking out of two sides of our mouth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sell running backs. Oh yeah, yeah. Go sell these running backs because right now you're probably wanting to hoard running back a little bit yeah. more than you would normally. But yeah, if you can do running back for running back deals, lateral moves, exactly. you know, maybe get some draft capital that you think are good. Like I said, I really, like that deal that I saw for Rashad for like Najee Harris and a first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so mine, I, I went back and forth like three different times with different players. At one point I had Barkley and then I was like, ah, Barkley's a free agent. He could end up in a really good spot. Yeah. So I'm not going to do Barkley. Remember we talked about on the Nurser show. We did. Like, if he ends up with the Cowboys. Right. I mean, yeah. like, anything Bar- like that. There's some spots Barkley. We went through a yeah. couple of lists where Barkley ended up. We're like, wow. Talk about somebody who could jump into that 
like tier one. Again. Right. But he, but age wise, he's definitely getting to that cliff where he still has value, but could drop 26, off. Six, right? I think I think next year will be age. Tw- he's twenty six right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I think next year he's age twenty seven. So yeah. it's definitely in mm-hmm. that iffy zone. Uh, so and then I, so I scrapped that. Then I was like, I'm gonna do Jonathan Taylor, which broke my heart because I've been a big Jonathan Taylor guy from 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 day one. But I really believe that he's gonna have an awesome year next year. I think everything's lining up. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to sell him right before his big year. So so then I scrapped that. So what I ended up going with, I ended up going with Kenneth Walker. And this is not necessarily a talent thing with Kenneth Walker. I think Kenneth Walker is a talented running back. However, the the second half of the year, and even more so the second half of the year, weeks 8 through 18, he was running back 31. Now, he did did miss a little bit of time in there. He missed like three. He missed two games in there. He did miss two games, but he was only averaging 10.5 points per game during that span. So even his points per game... We're very, very, that's in PPR. Uh, we're very, very low during that span. Games of 8, 2.7, 2.6, 9.4, 6.6, and 9.1 uh, over that span. So we only had three games in double digits from that point on for the rest of the season. So he finished the season very, very poorly. And that's not the, I, I, could, I could overlook that. Sure. If we didn't see Zach Charbonnet come in, and be pretty effective in his own right. In fact, he actually averaged 0.2 yards per carry more than Kenneth Walker did. That's I'm not necessarily saying he's better or worse. I'm just saying he showed himself to be an effective running back that would take carries away. You say 0.2? 0.2. Okay. Yeah. So 4.1 yards per carry versus 4.3. So very close. Yeah. But Charbonnet was better in that in that aspect. Just falling forward a little bit more. But the biggest, he's a little taller. That he helps. Is a little taller. Uh, <laughs> but the biggest aspect is Pete Carroll's gone. That's I, I was waiting. Because if, Car- if you didn't bring it up, that was yeah. going to be like my number one thing. Go ahead. Pete Carroll is a guy he that got sunsetted. Is, he's gone. <laughs> he, he's a guy that is committed to running yeah. the football. That could easily shift and change. And Kenneth Walker's skill set isn't necessarily the strongest in the receiving game. If there was one guy, if they become a, a more pass-centric team, it's more than likely Zach Charbonnet would be the more the one that would benefit more from something like that. So there's just enough yellow flags. None of these are red flags. I don't think he's a bad player. But just going up into this top tier of guys, he's like kind of right on the cusp of – Kyron and Jonathan Taylor. He's like kind of right up there with them. I, I think most people do have them in a separate tier. At least we do. Right. But the gap between those players and him is drastic for me, where I think he belongs kind of in a, a little bit further down tier. So there's just too much risk, too many yellow flags out there for me to feel good about Kenneth Walker at the moment. I mean, that's understandable. And, and, the biggest one for me is Pete Carroll leaving and, and just not knowing exactly what you're going to get out of the run game. Uh, it was a high volume running game. It was able to sustain Kenneth Walker as a, as a pretty decent asset while getting Zach Charbonnet enough carries that it, it made sense for the team. Sure. Um, not necessarily for fantasy or anything like that, but how does that work out next year? And I just I have no idea uh, without without knowing who's going to be in there if if the, if they're going to make a a move to a familiar face like a Dan Quinn or something like that sure. there might not be much of changes and it, it might, might be not. fine and, and um, you know everything could be hunky dory 
they could also completely shift gears and move in a completely different direction. And then everything's up in the air and, and we, we don't know, have any, any idea who's the lead dog, who's the new coach's favorite, all that kind of crap. So yeah, it, with that being said, it, it might be a bad time to sell. It might also be a nice time to buy. Because you might get that discount with I, a little bit of ambigu- ambiguity. I was saying, you're the Kenneth Walker guy, so I was curious I, to see what you'd say. I'm still buying. Yeah, I still believe still in buying. talent. Um, I still had a really good time watching Kenneth Walker healthy running the football mm-hmm. again this year. I thought he looked significantly better than Zach Charbonnet. Not like Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet was exactly what I saw on film. Just like a solid running back, not overly explosive, just kind of like almost sometimes like it looks like he's moving in slow motion. But like... That's he's how, tall. I mean, he's got those yeah. long legs and sometimes yeah, that. Sol- solid running back. Yeah. Not a bad running back in, in the least bit, but like Kyron Williams or Kenneth Walker is Kyron Williams is too. Kyron Williams is just awesome. so much more explosive, viable in the passing explosive. game. When he get, when he attacks against the outside edge, which he does really well, he, he gets big chunks uh, of plays, can take it to the house any single time. So just like when Charbonnet got drafted, I was like, this kills Charbonnet. And I was like, I won't even take him in the – I'll take him to the back end in a second. People told me I was crazy. I was like, no. I was like, I think Kenneth Walker's a significantly better running back. So I think he's going to get most of the carries. And I don't want the running back who's getting like seven touches per game. Like, and, I don't and, want that guy. And now. you don't want to be waiting around for an injury. That's what, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's, it's a crap feeling when you, when you draft a guy either in the back half of the first round or early in the second round and you're hoping for an injury. Yeah. You got to hang your hat on the fact that, you know, I'm waiting on an injury and believe me, cause I, I, I've been waiting for Samir White to get a chance. <laughs> and he did. And he did. He finally did. But So um, you're telling me it's worth it. <laughs> but how, I mean, had I almost given up on him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, Charbonnet for me went from being like my running back four to like back into the first kind of player, mid first, if you're really in the right situation, to like back in the second just because of the land spot. Um, and both being back-to-back year, high second-round picks. Kenneth Walker is actually a higher second-round pick than mm-hmm. Zach Charbonnet. So... Yeah, um, that being said, I'm buy, I would buy Kenneth Walker because I'm not overly worried about all the things you're you're worried about because I still believe in the talent and the player. Uh, so that's how I kind of feel about K-Walk. All right. All right. To quarterback. Hey, guys, let me tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Guess what? Our app is the mini is live Ooh. on Sleeper right now. The Dynasty so GM, pretty. you use the analyzer, that you can use... Nice. The, uh, the the trade calculator. And my favorite thing is the inbox, right? Where all your trades from all your sleeper leagues are right there. You can actually push trades through the actual sleeper at. And right now, we could be more excited to be partners with them. And right now, if you don't know, they are doing DFS. And I know how many people that play Dynasty play DFS as well. And right now, there's not a better place to play DFS than sleeper. They're offering up to 100 times their, your entry, the highest payout in the whole DFS market Right now, you can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time. All you got to do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame, live in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than the predicted stats, and only on sleeper, you can get up to 100 times your payout. You can share with your friends and get rewarded together. Make sure you use that promo code NERD so our friends know that friends sent them their way Ooh, um, <laughs> and get your deposit match and Friendly. have a good time. You have all your DFS all of your fantasy leagues and now even a dynasty gem in one spot is fully operational inside sleeper right now. And then when you're a nerd member, 
You get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the Dynasty Nerds app because they're both in there. Check it out. Check our friend Sleeper. Check out our DFS. Use that promo code NERDS. Get your whole estate. (laughs) (laughs) So my quarterback sell, again, this is a player that I'm not saying go out and get rid of, but I think I've reached a point. I got a couple guys to talk about the end here that I would actually flip him for Mm -hmm. or try to flip him for. And that's Tua Tagovailoa. Oof. Yeah. my heart. Quarterback. Still like Tua. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Quarterback 10 on the year. Weeks 1 through 17. Uh, he's 25 years old and led the league in passing yards with 4,624. <sighs> 4, That's a lot. That and is a lot. you know, started, started the year on fire. Weeks 1 through 9, quarterback 5. But how I got to this position of why I think Tua's here is because Looking back at the history of Tua is history of Tua. The second half of the year Tua. And for example, this year, you know, he was one through nine weeks one through nine, quarterback five overall. Weeks nine through seventeen, quarterback nineteen on the year. He averaged in, he only averaged fourteen point four points per game. Now, did like the defensive coordinator figure something out? I don't know, but his Doing more research on Tua, because this is the player I probably did the most research on of all the players I talked about these last two shows, was because I really got like immersed into the like Tua stats, like going game by game, quarter by quarter. Like if you look at Tua's stats historically, his stats get worse quarter by quarter as they go by. Like the team doesn't adjust and kind of like they'll figure out where Tua's going and the defense will readjust, but Tua doesn't readjust. But worries. What worries them the most is the fact that this year and last year, because this is a player that didn't put up over 20 points last year at all between weeks 12 and 18 last year either. Didn't put over 20 points once was the second half year Tua. And if we talk like last show, our goal is to win championships. That's great. Your quarterback five overall one through nine. That's great. You're, you're helping me get to the playoffs, but like I need somebody else to be going to win the playoffs as well. And the one player that you expect to be there 100%, you know, where you, where you don't have the opportunity to grab all this depth, definitely in super flex is the quarterback position. Like you right. need your two guys to be there at the end. And Tua just historically struggles in cold weather games. And the second half of the year is are the cold weather games where you need him the most, the playoffs, He's one in seven in sub 50 degree games. He also struggles under pressure a lot as well and has most of his career. Honestly, per PFF, he kept, when he kept a clean pocket, he had a 93.6 overall grade under pressure at all 52.3, uh, grade. So not for, great. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's not like two is a bad quarterback. You don't come sure. in and lead the league, but you know, Tyreek Hill said next year is possibly his last year. He said it was, but we don't know yeah, that's we'll true. Um, but losing Tyreek is going to hurt anybody. It hurt, Any quarterback hurt it Pat Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the league. It's certainly going to help a, hurt a guy like Tua. Sure. You know, Jalen Waddle is a great receiver, but Tyreek's a Hall of Famer. Correct. So the potential of losing Tua, the potential that he hasn't received that long-term deal. Now, Granted, that could change this offseason because I understand why they didn't give an offseason deal last season because of his concussions. He went through the whole year healthy. So if he gets a long-term deal this year, I understand. But there's still that mystery of a little bit of does he get a long-term deal? Um, There are some – I think I like 
Mike uh, McDaniel's a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but there were some t- questions about could his job possibly be in the line going into last year as well. It, it is it is curious with how good that offense looks at times versus how bad it looks other and, times. It and, is interesting. And digging into some of these stats was that I learned about Mike McDaniel is he doesn't really adjust. So if two is not adjusting, the head coach isn't adjusting because he calls the play. So. That means he's not adjusting the second half as well. I, I'm wondering if it's more him. You know what I mean? It could be. Right. So for me, it more comes down to of a quarterback that I think is really good value in your startup drafts. Like you just got him in the second round. Like mm-hmm. you know, when you look at these quarterback situations, like he's good value. But coming off right this year as a top 10 fantasy quarterback, and sometimes that's all unique. Because if he's not on your team, when you go make a trade, like people are looking at his overall finish, his overall stats, you know, Hey man, you want to trade for the, the the number one passing yard leader in NFL last year, quarterback number ten? If you looked at quarterbacks or weeks one through eighteen, he was actually quarterback nine. Him and um, who was my uh, buy? Uh, Baker. They flipped because mm-hmm. quarterback one through seventeen, Baker was nine, and Tua was ten. If you go through one through eighteen, they flipped nine oh, and ten. Okay. You know, there's a real good selling point there. Legally in passing, top nine overall quarterback. I just at this point. I'm not giving to away by any means. Sure. I'm no longer as confident as I was as him being a championship caliber quarterback. Again, something that's going to help me week 15, week 16, week 17. That means the Dolphins got to win their division. Mm-hmm. They're in with the Bills, which they haven't done in over 15 years. They have not. Right? They still have the Bills in that division. They got to get home games. If not, come late in the season, and they have away games late in the season, or obviously you don't play in the playoffs, in the uh, in fantasy football, but like if they have away games late in the season, and you're playing the playoffs, they have two late games like in the Midwest, or it's just not even like up north where it's snowing, where it's just under 50 degrees. You might have a problem on your hands here, right. where you're not getting 20 points, you're getting about 14, 14 points per game. 15, yeah, that's not enough for me. So I'm looking at guys like Trevor Lawrence. That's what I was going to ask because he went off the board as quarterback 11 in this draft. The the four guys that went at, uh, we'll do five guys that went after him. Lawrence, Prescott, Murray, Purdy, Goff. Like, how would you rank okay. him in those guys? Those are great comparisons. Because I would take, I would flip, I would flip Tua straight up for Trevor. Okay. I'd be willing to do that. Um, I would love to get Brock Purdy and a second. But if you're, if I'm being honest. Like, if you, if you had to choose straight up, would you choose him or Brock? I would probably I would probably lean Brock. Same system, basically, right? Sure. That's, Both have some injury risk. That's really tough it's for tough. me. Uh-huh. It, it really They're is close. tough. Um, that's why I, I said I want Brock Purdy in a second, so I probably might lean to it. But like, I do feel like even though he, I feel like Brock Purdy's gonna get an extension. Like, there's just yeah. no way he's not gonna extension there. And being tied to Kyle Shanahan, give me Brock. Like, if Brock Purdy signed, let me put it this way: if Brock Purdy signed a five-year deal after the season end, I would want Brock Purdy. Over Tua. Yeah. Um, I would love to flip him for Jordan Love, if I could. What about, uh, so Love went one pick before Tua in this draft. Yeah, so maybe I had to give like, maybe I had to give two in a second to get Jordan Love. What about Dak, Murray, and Goff? Those were the other three guys. Would you take Tua over all three of those or no? I would take him over Murray. Okay. I'll take him over Murray as well. I would take what about Goff? him over Goff. I would take him over Goff. But like, but like with that kind of attitude about it. 
<laughs> and it's the thing. Like, I'm try- I, I feel like if I can get golf plus, it depends what the plus is. Sure. I want golf in the sure. plus. If I can get Dak, Dak's not give you a huge plus. Um, but Dak's older. That, Dak it's it's more the age with Dak because yeah, I, so I do think you could expect maybe slightly more production. But you also got to take the extra six years. Yeah. So I'd probably want a little bit more on top of Dak okay. as well. So that... I hate saying like, oh, give me this because it's so hard in a vacuum to say that because everybody's sure. like so different. And that's why we try not to talk on it. But like, oh, give me specifics. Like every league is so different. Like right. what you could possibly that's get. That's why it's good to have pools because there's a better chance you could get one of these guys. Yeah. So uh, my favorite, my top three guys that I'm targeting personally, um, I, I like the golf situation plus, mm-hmm. um, but are Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, and Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence straight up, Jordan Love, you probably got at this point now, got to give a little bit on top, which I would be okay with. Like, I'd give like a second on top of Tua to get Jordan Love. Um, and I would love to get Brock Purdy plus a little bit on top. I don't know what that plus is. Depends on my team structure, what my need is. Mm-hmm. I would love to get like, you know, like, can I get like a David and Joku on top? That'd be pretty sweet. You yeah. know, like, can I get Purdy and David and Joku on top? Um, can I get a receiver that I, 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 I like somewhat? Um, something along those lines. But, Again, not out on Tua, more concerned about him helping me win a championship. I don't care where you finish in the year. I think that's right. I fair. care more about winning ships. Yep. And I'm now concerned about Tua helping me get to where I need to be. Even as a guy that is a, a fan of Tua, I I do have some of the similar concerns. Yeah. So I think that's fair. Wherever he went, in your, like where, where he went I'm sure totally fine with it. Yeah. Where you got him in the second round. Totally yeah, fine two, with that. 09, something like that. Because if, if Tua ends up being like, a quarterback, even in the second half, if he gives you 15 points per game, it's better than like a receiver not showing up. It's sure. just, I just want to do better. How? And like when I'm molding a championship caliber team, these are things that I'm looking at, right? For like sure. I'm looking at all aspects of how you're going to help me win. And the most important time to help me win is going to be the the playoffs. I, I have similar issues only with Trevor Lawrence. That's, that's the guy that's like, he always seems to underperform. And, and it does, and it, he was hard to put in here, but I still yeah. believe long-term that he's going to put together. I don't yeah. know why. I still believe in Trevor. So um, let me ask you this, because I honestly just, in my brain, can't straighten it out. When was the concussions with Tua? Was that last year? Yeah, that was last season. Okay. So that yeah. might be part of the reason why he had a a back half of the year where there was a little bit. Because he was constantly concussed. Yeah, where it tailed off a bit last year. I only, I went from when he was healthy, <clears throat> okay. uh, not the miss, the, like the missed games. Okay. But but still, he could have been. Lingering effects. Lingering. He had some some issues, we'll see. Definitely. Could have been. But right. then, that's why this year, though, too, to look at his cold weather again. stats. And that's why I got into like, oh, like, what is it, like, by the quarter stat? Like, it just, yeah. it's all. It's all consistent. Yeah, I, mean, I would be curious to see how much of that is Tua, how much of that is McDaniels. And maybe it is. That would be. And, and there was McDaniels. even discussion of McDaniels being okay giving up play calling, which I thought would be um, interesting. I feel like that's kind of how he. That's would, part of the reason he's. Butters yes, his bread. Part of, yeah, exactly. How he butters his bread. Uh, thank you. I couldn't think of the words. But, but if he's somebody that, you know, they, they seem to be teams that get off the hot starts and fast and yep. quick. That means he's game planning well, right? But maybe just the in-game management is tough for him to versus keep up good with. teams. They're not good versus good teams. Yeah. Teams like we win records is not good. It's just it's so if you if you take the time and dig into Tua it, again, these what concerns me again is how consistent all this is. It's not like oh here and there and like you could right. you could cherry pick things. Every single thing 
for all the it's all consistent. Yeah, they only won like one game against a team over 500 yeah. all year. And for a couple of years, it's all the exact same thing at the same exact time and the same around quarter and the same part of the year from October, September, November, December. It all just gradually gets worse. It's yeah. all consistent hmm. over multiple years. And that's where the concern is. So, cause like when I see stuff like that, it's like, that's, it is what it is. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well yeah. speaking of it is what it is. I'm going to go on to my guy. Uh, my cell is Sean Watson. How uh, dare you I give up it. Pervy McGurvy? This is what it is. Get over it, Rich. 28 years old. Finished last year as QB 35. Obviously, he only played in like five games. <laughs> so, yeah, but even about, <laughs> way worse, honestly. On a points per game wow. basis, he was only 26. So, he, nothing special, you know. Um, Hardly difference-making is how I would describe Only that. Only look good his last game and a half, like versus Baltimore, the broken shoulder, yeah. and a game before that. Right. So, I mean, really, I don't think his play would warrant anyone thinking that he's worth a whole ton, you know, but there are going to be people out there, and it's going to be league by league, that still believe in this guy. Rich has got his hand up right now. Find a Rich in your league. And go out and sell this guy. It's a jersey that really gets me. To buy. It, I'm sure it is. I have so many Baker shares. Thank God he's good. For for what it's worth, he went off the board as quarterback 17 in the startup that I did. Okay, and that's fair. I think I have him ranked right around there. To be honest, with you. I think I have him personally ranked as my quarterback 17. Well, too. good. That's what's kind of hard to like sell. You should. Well, that, that, I think that's the thing with should the sell. Though, the like, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I know he is going to be harder to sell. I buy. But if you look, I mean, you look at the guy's contract, right? And, and this is kind of where I had to go with this one. And we know the thing's fully guaranteed, blah, 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 blah. But there's just the simple fact that Joe Flacco literally came off the street, came into this offense, and it looked like it has better. It looked, <laughs> thank you, better. It looked like it, a real NFL offense. They, oh, was five and one. they weren't skipping passes. Passes weren't going over people's heads. It operated like a a real NFL offense is supposed yeah. to run the second they dropped Joe Flacco in there. And it wasn't like he had a lot of time to get with these guys, nothing like that. He had a week on the practice squad. Then he was in with the games and it looked better. The, the As soon as he puts up another crap season, which I fully expect him to do next year in 2024, there's a shot and, and I, I'm praying and I'm hoping there's a shot that they can get out from behind this underneath this contract. From a cap standpoint, I know that they owe him all the money. The owner's a billionaire. He can deal with that crap. He's the one that yeah. gave this crap out. Can I soggy your biscuit for No, me? you can't soggy my biscuit. They can they can post June first this thing, <laughs> cut it in half in twenty before the twenty twenty five season and only lose a few million bucks against the cap. They can get rid of him. And be done with this guy. They can flush the dirt. But I'm listen, sog your biscuit on that because they're gonna they're gonna redo his contract. Of course, again. they're gonna redo they the contract. To? They're gonna redo they're the gonna contract. Triple down. They're gonna triple down on that contract. Unfortunately, he's they're not gonna, going anywhere. They're gonna redo the contract. But who knows? Maybe they'll have a leg to stand on here. And they'll get some some money moved around. So keep an eye out for when they do redo the contract and see what the dead money yeah. is going forward. I'm going to keep a very close eye on it because if they can get off from underneath this thing after 2024, from a talent standpoint, they need to figure out something else because it's not there. It hasn't been clicking. They're saying all the right things in public, but they have to be able to see what we're seeing. I mean, it's, it does not take a rocket scientist to figure out that this guy is not very good. I saw a guy make some amazing throws with a broken shoulder and beat Baltimore Ravens. 
uh, before going on IR. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, right. Like three good throws. It hurt in my heart. And, and it does not make a complete season. It does not make a complete quarterback. It doesn't even make a complete eval. The complete eval is the entire time he's been here, and the entire time he's been here, it's looked like crap, man. To be fair, I still don't really like the person. Even at the games, some of the games, I don't yell. I don't yell his name. I just yeah. go, I yell, like, let's it. go four. Yeah. I just, he's always four to me. He's not a name. He's just number four. Number four. That's how I well, that's how I, that's how I make it right in my own head. I, I, I'm, I'm torn on a, a pure playing perspective. I'm torn on this one because overall, Matt, I think you're absolutely right. I think he is a guy that has greatly underperformed uh, compared to the contract, compared to the expectations, all of that. But at this point, what are you selling for? And I think that's the hard part that, biscuit. that I struggle <laughs> with is, I mean... I'm trying to think of what other quarterback you might be able like to what get. What quarterback went right after him in your startup? Bryce Young. Yeah, I'd rather. Would you rather Bryce Young? I, would well, take, I know. I would take bad, Bryce Young. Bad person ask. Bad person ask. Uh, so guys that are still on the board, Bri- the, un, the unknown of Bryce Young, I think, holds more value than Deshaun Watson. Oof. On that startup, it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. So you know, other guys that are know. still on the board. The second Ben Johnson is their head coach. <clears throat> you don't think you can get more? Oh, for, Ben Johnson for, going there. For Bryce Young. Let's just say he does. You don't think you can get more for Bryce Young than Deshaun Watson? I do. If, if Ben Johnson goes there, you might be able to. Yeah. You might be able to. Uh, guys that are still on the board, too. Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Pickett, Rogers, Wilson, Carr. Sign me up for about four of those people. Kenny Pickett? <laughs> he wasn't one of them. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Kirk Cousins for sure. Stafford. Stafford, Daniel Jones, Mayfield. Kirk Cousins, Mayfield. Oh, I can understand taking Baker over to Sean Watson. Yeah. I mean, the Browns did Yeah, didn't. the Browns didn't. The Browns should have. But I, oh, they didn't. <laughs> Damn. But I can understand it, especially after winning a playoff game this past week. All right, Listen, my heart hurts again now. Can we move on? This supposed to be a fun show. I, yeah. I, right. I, I didn't mean to have to kill you like that, Rich, but it's that's, okay. I under- it's just the truth of the situation. I and understand. I know that you're never going to say it, so I have to. No, I'm not going to say it. Well, I mean, I already said earlier, the guy gets on my nerves, and I'm not really a big fan no, of No, but I think this is one of those situations where I, I feel like it's a sell before the bottom drops out. I know you're only getting crap right now, but it's something. That's why I feel like he's a buy because it's you're like, you're, you know, what's funny is like in the leagues where I'm trying to buy him, uh-huh. like people aren't like, it's funny. The people that have Deshaun Watson, even though he's like continually, he'll go 17th overall. I have him regularly 17th. They're like they're not feeling that because whatsoever. most of the people that have him invested top 10 type of assets, capital or capital. assets or yep. whatever in order to get him. So to sell at this point, they're just like, look, I'm just going down with the ship if I have to. Come on, I want those frosted mini heats. (laughs) (laughs) Frosted mini heats. All right. All right, anyway, let's Let's do the the last one. This one feels kind of wrong, but honestly, I was looking through the quarterback landscape. I looked about Deshaun Watson again. And, yeah, I'm (laughs) selling him again. Uh, It was so wrong. (laughs) Line it up again. Run it back. (laughs) I... Honestly, I think for the most part, I don't see any quarterbacks that I'm like, wow, they're way out of place. Like they're an obvious sell. So I want to preface this with that. I don't think that there are any of these guys, even the guy that I have, I'm not fully sold on this, but I'll, but I'll 
explain the reasons why. I picked Jordan Love. And oh, I get it. What? He's the hottest name out there right there, right now, outside of CJ Stroud. The way that he's played towards the end of the Valentine's season. Valentine's Day right around the corner. You're going to sell love. Sell love right before V-Day. Yeah. Come on. Look, here's the thing. With Jordan Love, as great as he's been, quarterback five on the season, uh, he's looked great in the playoffs, beat the Cowboys. Did you see him lot of really some good of those things. needles? Some of those passes oh. were fantastic. Oh. For like However, the last five weeks, oh he's looked I, I gave him such a massive boost in my super flex oh right now. Please let Garrett sell him away. So... At this point, though, he is in that consideration where people are considering him in the first round. He's so good. For me, there are a lot of other players in that same range that I've seen it from longer. Such as? That I would just, I would rather make sure I had that player. So, Mr. Consistent, Anthony Richardson. Mr. Consistency himself, (laughs) Anthony Richardson. Uh, Obviously. uh, So, one guy that's actually getting dangerously close to him because he's been falling like crazy. I almost picked this guy as my buy at quarterback, and I almost wish I would have. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has been plummeting down. Who? Yes. I got yelled at um, when I tweet out my rankings, and I helped I move Jordan Love up on my Twitter at Dynasty Rich, and I said, I just gave Jordan Love a big bump, am, but am I too low? Am I as my 12th overall player? And everybody's like, I had him right behind Anthony Richardson, and that's what everybody else said. I like, got to bump him up, so I put, I put him right ahead of Anthony Richardson. The number one feedback I got is because Justin Herbert's my third overall player in uh-huh. Superflex. I would still take him third overall. I'll take him ahead of Jalen Hurts. I'll take him ahead of Joe Burrow. Say what you want. That's fine. Beauty is not a beholder. Love that guy. Um, Justin Herbert went 11th. But a lot of people can play. What? He went 11th in this startup. Well, I would have traded up. So I would have traded up and then some. Yeah. So yeah. what was the injury he had? I can't uh, remember. Finger. Finger, Broken finger. Right? On his, on his <laughs> yeah. offhand. Not yeah. on his throwing yeah. He's about to get a new offhand. head coach. Yeah. So, he's going to get Jim Harbaugh. So this is one of those types where I still think Justin Herbert is typically going to go ahead of love. But if it's Jordan Love in a second to get me Justin Herbert, I'm I'm selling Jordan Love in a second to get yeah. me Justin Herbert. Me too. Um, know, Anthony Richardson. I'm right there with Anthony Richardson and Jordan Love. I could go either way on that one. I would still rather have Justin Fields. Uh, I've seen it more consistently out of Tua, so I would take Tua. Wait, you're still going to take Justin Fields above Love? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Wouldn't. I wouldn't take Tua ahead of him either. I would take both of those ahead of Love. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, wish I, were, I wish you had Love in a league where I had Tua Fields. Again, I like Fields because I think he's going to go to Atlanta with Bill Belichick, and they're going to be great together. Well, and with, with Justin Fields rushing upside, I mean, he's he's yeah, going to be totally. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I get I mean, I get I. If I'm an NFL team, dome, I'll take Jordan Love. On turf? But Justin Fields in Atlanta and the Mercedes? And remember, he's from Atlanta. He is from Atlanta. Hometown discount? Hometown boy. Cousins Jr.? Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. He's going to be a baller. Dude, I, I'm, I'm a big Fields fan. I big Fields too. fan. So In Atlanta. So I, I say all that to say, I, I don't think just sell him for peanuts. But if you can use a little bit to upgrade to... Lamar Jackson to Justin Herbert to some of those guys we talk about this to get into that tier. I think he's a great springboard to do that. We talk about this strategy all the time. It's usually centered around the hot running back sure. in the offseason. It, it can be centered around a quarterback, though. I mean, what's it, what's the difference, really? I mean, right. this is this overblown asset, especially in Superflex tight end premium, you know, those type of Superflex leagues. Um, go out and maximize the value. I mean, obviously... With running backs, you're doing it because it's such a short shelf, shelf life. life. Um, but quarterbacks, 
you can still do it if you think there's better stuff out there. And if you're doing a, a player for, you know, if you're just upgrading with this player and, and getting a better player, if you throw a little something on top, I think that's a smart move to both upgrade the position, but also stabilize yourself to, to somebody that you've seen do it for maybe three or four years instead of somebody that's just come in for one year and done it. You know who the last six weeks, Jordan Love, who's kind of remind me of a little bit? Who? Aaron Rodgers. Young Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. I'm, I'm, if so, I am sold. I'm telling you, I am, I am 100% sold on Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love long-term. 100% How sold. lucky are freaking Packer fans, though? God, you know. Oh, coming from a Browns fan who hasn't had a quarterback <laughs> since 1993. They no, roll out this. They roll out that stupid graphic every every single two or three times a year when it shows the twenty eight quarterbacks that have been here since nineteen ninety nine. And they've had and three. They've had three. Yeah, since before ninety nine. Yeah. Since ninety four or something. Ninety three. Ninety two. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I think ninety three is when he got yeah. drafted by the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. The only time that they even have like extra ones in there is because oh Aaron Rodgers missed a few games, so we had yeah. to start this guy. Like otherwise, they've started three quarterbacks for the past thirty some years. Unbelievable. And Jordan Jeez. Love looks. I'm telling you, he looks. He looks really the good. The throws that he made remind me of young Aaron Rodgers esque. And I literally couldn't. The one down at the goal line, he was on maybe the four or five year. I couldn't physically understand how the ball got there. Like it was that there was just bodies everywhere, but the ball went right through it and right to the receiver. It was insane. I, Crazy. I'm to the point like I want to find pass to overpay my my classic strategy of like what looks like an overpay days underpay tomorrow like mm-hmm. i need i have zero jordan love shares in Superflex, okay. and i need to change that i i sold one in the off season and i, I wish i would have sold for a lot more all i got it was a first well we said at one point to sell for a first yeah, yeah. yeah like it's but, it's a it's a it's a fickle game this game of dynasty we play but i had like five quarterback he was like my fifth quarterback i had richardson lawrence fields and golf so I yeah. didn't need another quarterback. No, I wish I had him. <laughs> I had somebody uh, that tweeted me. It was like the other day. And they're like, hey, these are my quarterbacks. And I have one one. And it was like five good. Same thing. Like they have five good quarterbacks. So like, should I, should, should I take Marvin Harrison Jr. then at one one Superflex? Uh-huh. I was like, no, it looks like she had a really good six quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Like <laughs> just take the quarterback and start, trade one of those guys. Like trade trading. trade two of those quarterbacks and get Justin Jefferson plus you know like something along those lines. So, all right, those were good talks. I think we had uh, some good players on there. I'm excited about it. Uh, we'll be back next week talking wide receivers, wide receivers, and tight ends. Sir, gonna be interested in the tight end list. Ooh, yeah, this is a smaller list. Fewer players to choose from, and even receivers. We'll see. Much bigger list. Much bigger list. So maybe yeah, maybe three and one. Just to just to buy or just, sell, <laughs> just and then three buys and three sells. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna text you guys my sell immediately, so you guys don't <laughs> can't get out of there. It's gonna be easy one for me. It's already mad. So we'll see you next week, nerd herd. Adios.